Welcome to a very special episode of Auto FC. We are talking the Women's World Cup, Frank Lampard's appointment to Chelsea, plenty of transfer talks, and any other stuff we can get up to. Let's go! Doing so well, Chris. I was uh, no. I'm trying to just set this timer on my uh, on my one. So I'm already 30 seconds behind, but we can continue going. Right. So it was the Women's World Cup on Sunday. Put your hands up. Who watched it? For the for the listeners. For the listeners. There was a no show of hands there. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I watched it. I did. Yeah. Oh, you didn't put your hand up. And, uh, okay. we, I was, oh, yeah, I was you were out, out there. That's why we're recording on a Tuesday as yeah, opposed to Sunday with traffic behind us. Yep. In my in my brand new flat. Love it. Yeah, you use both hands, Mark. Yeah, don't shut it. It's hot. Uh, yeah, well, I guess we can't talk heaps about it, but the USA's won again. Um, pretty comfortably, I might add. Yeah, I think... I don't know if we said it on the pod, or I said it just uh, in the pub the other day, but it felt like the Men's World Cup when Belgium played France in the semi, and it was like, well, that was the real final... The England-USA semi-final felt like the real final. The, real final. Yeah. the winner was going to Well, I thought the USA-France final was like the real final, and that was... Was that the first one out of the group stage? Oh, yeah, yeah, first round. Which is yeah, crazy. We did have the world champions against the European champions. Holland are the European champions in women's And do you know what? So like, if, you, if you watch the game, I don't know how... It, I've not watched much of Netherlands, but you would have thought how they actually made the final. The only headers. way they made it is that their yeah. goalkeeper just uh, immense. Immense. She kept winning games for so long. Score headers. Really? Like, yeah. yeah. And like, it seems to be a, a huge advantage in that in that tournament if you've got someone tall. You can actually, yeah. As soon as the ball goes, yeah. yeah, it's a bit of panic. But um, do you know what? One thing I was thinking was, you know, there's this argument about like gender pay gap and you know women getting paid more than men. The U.S. women's team is probably one of the rare examples I feel they should actually get paid more than their men because they're like the most dominant side in their sport whereas the men tend to for the US national team tend to fail again and again and again I mean they're not even competing on the world level well, they say that it's the only sport the, the only country in the world where women's football is bigger than men's football is America they, they sell well it's like their 12th well, favourite sport Nike have come out and said they sold more uh, women's football tops than uh, American football tops than the men's team in this year yeah, it helps that there's no, like, well, actually, America did have that tournament. Yeah, they've got the Gold Cup. So they had something like, I don't know, 8 million people watched the, the Women's World Cup and, like, under a million people watched the Gold Cup. So, but, yeah, because it's come up a lot now because, obviously, America have made this big stand on equal pay. And the, I'm confused in what, I haven't seen what they mean by equal pay because, actually, the women earn substantially more in the World Cup percentage-wise, than men. What do you so mean? Forbes did a... Forbes released today, actually, the, the numbers from the World Cup, and they were like... So the Women's World Cup, and they're saying this is generous, is saying has generated 131 million. And the prize money of that is around 38 to 40 million. Yeah. So the Men's World Cup, the prize money is more, but in terms of percentages, the men's... Uh, it, it's in the billions what it generates. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, but, but I think what the, the point is, is 
that it's not even in terms of the tournament as a whole. It's the men for just for performing and not even getting past the group stages earn more per head than the women do. And even though it is a percentage of the over, overall revenue, you could argue that the US men's national team aren't bringing in much of that uh, money into, in the men's tournament. But, so but the percentage I, isn't really a good argument for the women. Well, then do you say if Argentina go in and lose every game, go out in the group stage, they should earn more money than, say, Croatia, who get to the final, because Messi brings in more money than Croatia. No, like, I, I, Tournaments I, I, are done by prize money of revenue. I know what you're they, saying. I'm they're just actually saying, saying that the women's teams, um, if you did comparators, five times more than men. So it depends what you what you mean by equal pay. Because at the minute, if they did well, equal, I just told you. but if they did equal pay in terms of rates, uh, no rates, so you get a percentage split like poker that says you get a percentage of the pot. Women would be getting paid less for this World Cup. They actually earn more than the men do. That's a, that's a rough argument to make, saying yeah. like that. That feels like a loose argument. Well, no, I, I'm saying, yeah. if you treat it like poker, where you but get But it's not poker, it's football. No, but you say, here's a tournament, and our prize money is done based on the money... Yeah, but do you not understand what I meant? You're just talking about, yes. generally, women's footballers being paid the same as men's footballers, right? No, not regardless of tournaments. Just in, 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 talking? I'm just talking about the, the... In terms of USA, right? Yeah. The women's side, historically, is probably the greatest... Sporting uh, football sides um, in the world, yeah, right? Well, they are for sure. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're the w- twice world champions. So for them, comparing it to the US men's national team, who aren't really competing for much in terms of uh, the men's competition, they can't even beat Mexico. Just turning up, just turning up, they get paid significantly more per yeah. head. We're just talking about the US team than the women do, even though that they. Commit their their time and their their livelihoods. Yeah, but to you their can't. Sport. I mean, you're taking a one team in the silo. Like, you, I mean, well, I'm not. So, like, I'm, like Mark says, you could take Argentina and. I'm not committed to them. I just said it was a good. It's a good argument well, to have if, for them. If you're talking about from the American FA. Yeah. If you're talking about that. That's yeah, what. Yeah. That's, then, let yeah, me say that. Fair, then, yeah. fair enough. Like, but in fairness, most men teams don't actually get paid to play in tournaments. Because I they, think nowadays they do, right? No, I'm pretty sure England don't. England don't. England players don't get paid. For a lot, a lot of, Are you sure? Yeah, yeah, a lot of them don't get paid. They get prize money and they get bonuses. So England players will get a bonus for reaching a certain stage. But they don't get paid to play. Yeah. Yeah. Conspiracy hell and they're that probably ha- getting something under that the table. Happened, um, in, during, when we had the golden generation, the Beckhams and Lampard was coming up and Gerard and so on. It was during that period and there was a lot of like crap about how much money footballers are starting to make but that's what I mean that's when they all agreed to stop taking well, pay to play for England I remember yeah I remember a lot of the, the older the older generation complaining that you shouldn't be getting paid to play for your country well because they're getting paid so much money for their clubs that was kind of why so whereas in the up before like when this was their job and they also were carpenters and electricians and they did football on the side like yeah. the, the, the Greaves and all of those guys you know maybe why do you, like I don't know how like the American team squad depth is, but I imagine some of their subs and like of their twenty three man squad, you're probably getting into semi pro territory. You're probably depth. getting so they probably will take their money. America will probably be a team that gets paid like, yeah. and take their money. Well, yeah, Rapino was there. Was like she won Golden Boot and she didn't play every minute of every she game. Won player she won player of the tournament, wasn't it? Not she, Golden Boot, wasn't it? Alex Morgan who got Golden Alex Boot. Alex Morgan. Oh, she got Silver Boot, whatever that one was. No, Lucy Lucy Bronze got the. Silver something, which I, I thought they that. gave out all the awards on that final. Yeah, but Lucy Bronze got some. She got an awards for something. Did she? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. 
But anyway, what yeah. do we know? Well done. It was USA a good World Cup. Yeah. It put the women's it football was, on the map. And um, it was a shit. Well, to be honest, once England lost in the semi, I did lose interest. Like, but as I would in any sport, once England get knocked out. Yeah, same. So, same thing happened with yeah. the World Cup. Something's going to keep happening every time we get. Mm. What's this? The fourth quarter. We keep court? making semi-finals. I'll enjoy it. I'll enjoy the journey. Like, yeah, we're, no. coming, we're coming from. Yeah, we, we, we could just we... about get out of the group before, <laughs> yeah. so yeah, if, I'll take but, four semi-finals. We would, no, if we, we kept would... getting into semi-finals, there's absolutely no doubt, then the fan base will start turning and the press will say we keep getting It will only start four. turning if we've Why got we're not better... making any improvement. No, it will only start turning if our squad is better than the semi-final. Which you at the moment, it's not. it's not. You can't say England's squad is the fourth best squad in the Not until James Madison becomes the greatest player on the planet will we be able to say we've got a better squad than some of the others. You think? Talking about English players, Lampard's been appointed Chelsea manager, like yeah. I told you guys. Pretty sure you didn't, but I go said on. put it in the bank. If you just rewind a few <laughs> pods ago, I said put it in the bank, Lampard's going to be Chelsea you manager. You were shocked when I suggested that would happen. It uh, just made sense because it's a bit completely. like Alan Shearer at Newcastle. Yeah. It's like they just need to keep the fans on board for 12 months. Yeah, but, uh, they I'll buy have... themselves eight months with Lampard. And in eight Almost like time, Di Matteo. Well, it well, is. It's just buy buy him eight months. Then in January, February time, he'll get sacked, and then they can bring in a real manager and say, in the summer, you've basically got two transfer windows worth of money. Because that's one with financial fair play being an average over four years. So you have to spend like the amount you spend has to be affordable over four years. They basically this ban is bad for one year, but it means next year they can spend a lot more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, I. I hope he does well. It's really good to see an English manager in the top four team. We haven't seen that in a long time. Um, I, I like him. He did a good job at Derby. He didn't have the greatest squad. To be fair, he brought in a load of loanees. So he's obviously either he knew them all from Chelsea days, which is maybe right because they were about six loanees, or he at least knows how to bring a team together because this is a team of loanees that had never yeah. played together and he got them into a playoff. But then he kind of just did what every Derby manager has done for the last eight years. And do really well, and then collapse at the final hurdle, and not make the Premier League. I think that yes. Villa team, are, that Villa team is strong. I mean, a lot of teams. I mean, look at West Brom. West Brom probably had a better squad than both those teams, and they didn't make it. Well, so that's because they sacked their manager. Yeah, that was, that, that, was, that, was <laughs> that was ridiculous. Yeah, um, I, I like him. I think I think they'll give him the season because I think he'll blood in some youth players. Um, he'll give people probably like Mason Mount, like. Um, Callum Hudson Odoi. Well, they've those... probably got. They've got no choice really. To yeah, never youth players, isn't it? But I mean, this is they've got more youth players than anyone else in the world. So if if you a club well, to have like a problem, yeah, a club with yeah. a problem that you got to play your youth players, you want to be Chelsea. So I, to a I think it's a blessing in disguise for them, honestly. Do and like you said, then they can they can blood through some youngsters this year. Next year, they'll have a more solid base of their own homegrown players, yeah. and then they'll be able to add some world class players to it. And they'll add a world class manager. Yeah. Not that I'm saying Lampard isn't, but he's he's. Well, you did just call. You did say they're bringing a proper manager. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, he's not. He, well, I mean, he's not proven. No, no matter how. Well, that's it. You don't know what you don't know. You don't know how good he can be because this is the first time. I mean, yeah. it is a huge, huge jump for him. And I, I, the only reason I'm negative is because I think in our lifetime, that I don't, I can't remember a really, really good English manager. Do you know what I mean? All the, all the, sort of. Uh, Manage all the players that before our time that were supposed to be good didn't really turn out to be great managers like Kevin Keegan. Um, oh God, what is his name now? The Man United player. He's terrible manager. Stoke. Mark Hughes. Mark Hughes. Yeah. Uh, Steve Bruce. Steve Bruce. 
Yeah, yeah. I, I, the only difference is Lampard. Ryan Robson. Lampard transitioned into modern day football as a player. Yeah. So I think one of the issues was the good players from the older generation from our time. Yeah. One, they weren't that good. Yeah. Like the Premier League wasn't the strongest league. Mm. The English team wasn't that strong. Now we've got Lampard, who is legitimately was legitimately a five star player. Yeah, and won everything uh, club-wise. Yeah. Chelsea's top goal scorer ever. He'll be loved. Like he could have the worst. They, they could be an eighth come Christmas, and they will not be calling for his head. And why? I don't Lamp- think you know football fans very well. They yeah. won't be. It's Lampard. They'll, so, <laughs> they'll, they'll soon be. remember he played for Man City. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Do you know what? They'll lose against Man City, not really turn up, <laughs> yeah. and he goes. You reckon he's taking a knee for him, like, and they'll yeah. just switch on him straight away. No. Who gets Who gets sacked first, him or Gerard? Mm. No, Gerard won't get sacked. Well, don't, don't ruin, that was part of my five questions, so let's oh, talk sorry. about that a bit later. Oh, is this not a segment? No, no, no. Sorry, forgot the rules. No fun. No fun, Mark. <laughs> no, no, I just thought you to, to to just waste it, because you'd be like, oh, we talked about it earlier. Oh. <laughs> well, we could do. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> we can do. for later. We can do. All right, I'm no, running this ship. Go on. Uh, transfer talk. Okay. Yeah. Who's been your favourite transfer of the week of the summer so far? Oh, Tyron Mings, no doubt in my mind. Did you? Is that that because of the Love Island Aston Villa? But have you seen all the memes? That's not the first time that it's been used. This this that link I sent you though. Did you actually look at all the memes? Aston Aston Villa have just piled out all the memes. What are they doing? He's got like a picture of him in an old phone (laughs) in a train station. I don't understand what they're doing. It's a joke. Like, it's meant to be a joke. It's like a play on all the top players. I've had like videos, like Sanchez playing the piano. So it's kind of like a piss take and it was like, look, here's Tyrone Mings at the train station. Here's Tyrone Mings on the phone. It's like, it was a play on that. It's really clever. Uh, uh, Jokes aside though, that is an interesting signing because at one point Tyrone, well, at one point Tyrone Mings was supposed to be, uh, you know, one of the, New young players that were going to come through, right? Yeah. Well, right. He, he was at Aston Villa last season on loan. Yeah. And yeah. he, him, and um, Two and Zabi were unbelievable at centre back. United have taken Two and Zabi on their tour to Australia, so we'll see what happens with him. But I'm, I wouldn't. I mean, I wasn't surprised by that at all because your top centre back who gets you promoted, of course, you want him in. Yeah. Particularly I, I, young I, English. Yeah, I thought I. I can't say I watched Villa too much last season. I, mainly the playoffs but I think with Tyrone Mings I just like him from a few years ago when he did the talk on racism in football and I thought he's actually a really well spoken footballer and why would you assume he's not? well footballers aren't usually mm. <laughs> like they're not good save yeah, yeah. but he was uh, but he was he seemed quite educated and well spoken and I was like oh, actually he seems like he's got a head on his shoulders so fun fact about Tyrone Mings Bournemouth uh, broke their transfer record to buy him however many years it 11 million like 11 million or whatever yeah. it was and then halfway through his first game of pre-season he tore his ACL well that was that's why I said it was an interesting one because obviously he's I didn't watch that he didn't play for a year season. and a half yeah but they bought him as if he was going to be you know the next young player for England at least yeah. and didn't didn't get the opportunity to prove himself really in the Premier League so you know no, we'll see. But I, I think, I mean, he played really well last season. It's a different level now. He's gonna. It's, it's a lot easier to be a dominant centre-back in the best team in the league than it is to be a centre-back in one of the worst teams in the league. Also, we'll see. big news, Sami Nasri gone to West uh, Anderlecht. He has. No, I'm joking. Let's not talk about that. I was just joking. Well, uh, Vincent Kompany's getting the band back together, isn't he? Why? 
It's, a, co- it's a company. He's manager of Adelaide. Yeah, but and he's brought back Sami Nasri. Who's he going to get next? Just one. It's just one player, like. Yeah. <laughs> well, what's the what's the um, the player that Man City got? Rodi. Oh, Rodri. Rodri. Go for it. The new Busquets. Yeah, that's what they're calling. Well, that's him. what they come out and said. They got the new Busquets. I was like, the oh. new asshole. Yeah, I was like, yeah. Yeah. I hope not. No, he's he's way better than that. He he's a class act. Right, if he's, you say that, I think very underrated Busquets. No, in in his in his like not in his playing ability. I mean, in in his shit shit house. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. Is he is he is he no, a Bus- diver? Or? No, he's not. Busquets was. Busquets, yeah, Busquets no. everyone knows oh, he's big. Yeah, yeah. so far doesn't appear to be that kind Either of player. Either Busquets or, or, or Danny Alves, my, like my two least favorite, or yeah. Pepe. Like, people are talking about Rodri like he's the new Fernandinho but I actually think he's more likely to be their new David Silva he's more of a creative midfielder than a defensive midfielder like he, ha- he does well, play he, as an anchor but he's very creative yeah if he was a defensive midfielder I would, I would just thought that was interesting because I don't think Fernandinho is really on the slide but how old is he? well they just gave him a new contract yeah, he's old so. he's in his mid-30s yeah. but yeah, yeah they just gave him a new contract but the way Fernandinho plays he, and how he is like he, he could go on for years so and it's hard to find it's hard to find players like you can get defensive midfielders but I think it's really difficult to find a player like Fernandinho or someone that can actually start the break up and start up the play like on that level yeah he, he can he, he I watched him a bit last season um, for Atletico because uh, I had because uh, Koke is like their their man at Atletico he's their man mm. in the middle he's the guy who bosses the game and I remember at the start of the season looking at some of the stats going like who is this guy he's like Koke kept coming like second for passes, second for this. I was like, who is this guy that they've got? And, and funnily enough, his name was, isn't Rodri. Like on most of the things, his full name is something, name. Rod, something Rodriguez. I was like, who is this guy? I can't find I can't him anywhere. I can't find it on Google. And uh, yeah, it's, it's him. So <laughs> I'm sure he's got the stats to back it up. But he looks like it could be a good signing for them. It's a lot of money. I mean, it's Pep. He knows what he's doing with midfielders, doesn't he? Do you know what? It's so funny. I'm looking at the um, BBC transfer page and they go like Premier League, uh, championship International and Women's Super League they've started adding that in have they yeah oh, good any big, mo- any big moves yeah Gemma Davis has gone from Reading to Tottenham big prospect no I have no idea Tottenham, Tottenham have bought heaps Tottenham obviously signed uh, their Dembele replacement God Ndombele Ndombele Tangi Ndombele that is some player He's, yeah. did you see him play tell so me about him when Leon played Man City last season and uh, in the Champions League and absolutely battered them he Boss that game and I like, absolutely bossed it and everyone's going who is this guy he he plays a bit like Yaya Toure like a it's got a bit of a language style to him but he just doesn't lose the ball he goes hard on tackles he's he's a great player I was really surprised that he chose to go how he much did they get him for? 8 million or 65 million 50 million something like that 53.8 million there you go. Now you, you said a lot of numbers there 35 million 85 no. uh, it was a lot it was 50 plus <laughs> alright 53 Somewhere um, between one and but, ten. But everyone was after him. Like all the bit, Man City wanted him, Real Madrid wanted him, um, and he said he wanted to go Spurs. Maybe is, Spurs have turned the corner then, because that's an interesting. That's huge. Yeah, that's How a huge you to get a big time player? Yeah. In well, your opinion, replace, I have no idea. Well, they player. had to replace Dembele. So. Yeah, and there's, they've got a version he, of him. He sort of went under the radar in January and just. Where did he go? China. Oh, good. Sort of shift. But yeah, he kind of. It was a bit of a. That's actually a really good shout. He's basically their new Dembele. Yeah, uh, he's that kind of a player. He's, okay. He'll just he'll glide, he'll glide I was past surprised yeah. at how well Spurs didn't miss him because the yeah. season before I thought he was on form and then he kind of just got shipped out. I guess. Well, the player that makes them go is uh, 
Ericsson, clearly. And to be fair, yeah, I think, I don't know, like, Son was always a good player, but I think this season he kind of really steps up a little bit. But Son's not a but this creative guy. No, but he's not just guy bossing the game. Just in terms of how they didn't miss Dembele, that's what I'm saying. Well, I think it was more Harry Winks. Yeah, just, like, just giving him like, a new contract. Because I don't see Ericsson in Dembele's position, but it was like Harry Winks seemed to step up. Not in his position, but in terms of who makes the team go. Yeah, but Dembele was, like, he played alongside Ericsson the season before. Yeah. He would have been in yeah. there, like... Uh, one I like is uh, Perez, AUC Perez. I don't know why you like it. You just, 30, 30 million. Honestly, honestly I, 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 I didn't understand why he didn't get much playing time in Newcastle. If he was Welsh, you'd call him Earnshaw. Like, he's just that <laughs> level. He's not that player. bad. Like, he's he's not that bad. He's not that bad. I've just always liked AUC Perez because I always want to put him in my team in fantasy football. Why? But because Because he scores every time he plays. He doesn't play often. Should we, should we look up his scoring record? No. For the Premier, he's he's had 143 games in the Premier League. Here's a game. How many how many did he start? How many goals has he scored in 143 games? 15. 38. It was 33. Yeah. It's actually a lot more than I thought. There you go. Point proven. 33 goals and eight assists in 143 Premier League games. Yeah, but how many starts? Well, I don't know. There you go. Still, that's Point actually proven. that's better than I thought. Yeah. Um, where does it? Where does he fit into that team though? You've got. Uh, some really good players in that Leicester squad. Yeah, but it's almost like they, they, they. If you're looking at someone like Vardy, who is a, they're going to be playing with pace. You know, he's a pacey forward, can finish. He had a good end to the season last year. Like, he's a good player. He's, he's, he's got ability. I just think it's just one of them signings that you don't think is going to be that good. It's not a big like um, uh, showcase signing, but for them, I think it's perfect, especially for Ayesi Perez because it gives him an opportunity to get some uh, playing time, which he. Maybe he's just like a shit teammate. Maybe he's shit at practice. And maybe. that's why Newcastle, he hasn't really been playing much. But, I don't know, maybe I have a well, see, different outlook. Brendan Rodgers is building something interesting there. I think um, some of those... Well, you liked him when he went there, didn't you? Yeah, I think it was a really good move. I, I, I could see him doing Leicester. something. I think he should have just seen out the season with Celtic. I, I don't see why. Like, the Leicester job came up. Like, they won the league four years ago, five years ago. Don't forget. They, they were, I, know, I know they're not going to do it again. I'm not saying they are going to do it again. But... They're not a nothing team, and they've got a really good young but English it, squads. It's more for him; like he could have won the treble, treble with Celtic. Who cares? What but does now, that mean? but now he can't go back to Scotland. So he'll be, if he if he has to go back to Scotland, he's failed. <laughs> I mean, come on! You've you've managed Celtic and won nine titles. If you have to get pushed back to Scotland because you're not good enough but for the Premier League, but, but that's it. Like, let's say he does have a bad spell. If he had won the treble, treble with Celtic, he's always got a door open. As a backup in case he does I, fail, he can just go to Benfica or you know one of the uh, like bog standard Champions League teams who will get Champions League every season. He'll have his European experience. Yeah. Uh, yeah, how many Scottish, English, Welsh managers? Any English speaking kind of person that you want to go yeah. abroad? Yeah, but he's different. He he studied and he did all his training and everything abroad, didn't he? He comes from the school of Barcelona, not from the school of England. Mm, interesting. Arsenal, in true Arsenal fashion, did their big signing of the summer. 18-year-old Brazilian teenager Gabriel Martinelli. Uh, yeah, don't know who he is, but um, he's probably still going to be shit. I haven't even heard of him. Then, then he hosts the Times. Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, sorry, that's Gabriel, Gabriel Marcotti. Marcotti. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> got him on Brazi- Brazilian side Ituano. He scored ten games in thirty-four. He scored it, ten, ten, ten goals in thirty-four games. And he's a defender. <laughs> no, he's a forward. Ah, because you're you um you've been linked with that seventeen or eighteen year old um, defender from Saint Etienne. 
uh, Saliba. But as an adult, like, for but, they, but they're talking about loading him back so they don't have to pay the money, which I, and I think that's good business. He, he looks like a pro- good prospect. He's still young. Yeah, but how often do you find that in a 17 or 18 year old player now in the Premier League that gets signed is, in, uh, is playing at a super high level when they're like 25, 26, 27, 28? Well, I mean, I'm sure there are lots. Rashford. No, you buy you buy players that are good. That's what it is. It's not like Oops. years ago. Yeah. Right, Theo Walcott still playing the top seven team. But no, but truly, no. Think about I'm it. I'm sure. Give me five minutes, I'll find more. No, but think about it, Mark. Can yeah, you think okay. of any 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 Luke young Shaw? player that's no? Why still, not? No. Any young player? A young player that's been bought very young, uh, uh, a big Premier League side, who's been there till they're like 25, 26, and still producing big. Rooney. <laughs> that's a long time ago. I'm, I mean, we can do this all day, Chris. No, that's a Christy long time ago. No, yeah. no. <laughs> Messi was pretty good at seventeen. Not ten years ago, like this whole different Premier League. You're not going to compete um, with Man City. You're not going to compete how with about, Liverpool. How am I meant to name a player who was signed at sixteen and good at twenty-five? But not ten years ago. <laughs> Your concept is flawed, Chris. Well, exactly. Yeah, really yeah, flawed. Look, it still means I'm right. Well, look, Arsenal are about to buy. Oh, he's older than I thought, actually. 18 million for Mariano Diaz. It's just been announced. He's this centre-back. No, he's, um, he's Real Madrid's number 70. He took Ronaldo's shirt, number 7 shirt. He's mm. from the Dominican Republic, I think. He's not very good. He's a classic Arsenal signing. You wanted to get a bit of Pogba to chat in again. Well, while we're talking transfers, it probably made sense. I mean, Real has come out again. Not that we said... haven't spoken enough about him this season, but carry on. Well, it's Pogba. If you don't talk about Pogba, then... You're racist. Well, no one will write anything in the papers. Um, I don't know. I don't think he's going. I think he stays. I, yeah. don't, I don't think anyone could afford him. Real Madrid and, and Juventus have spent a fortune. And Juventus have just sort of got Ramsey, Rabiot. They've got Pjanic. they free got Kedi- Yeah, but Rabiot. how much money are they paying him in, in wages? And they bought Ronaldo last year. Considering I, they don't need him to win the league, it's a real push just for the Champions League, isn't yeah. it, from Juve? Like they I, could win the league with heart, with None of yeah, them. of course they could. Like, yeah, but in, in but a, they don't want the league; they want the Champions League. In a day and age of where there's kind of like players can almost leave when they want if they ask for transfers and stuff. Surely, it, by all by all accounts, he doesn't want to be there anymore. Yeah, but so what are they going to do? Just sit him on a bench for? No, I think, long I think you just play him. You just get play out of him. Let the look, there's plenty of players. It happened with Hazard the year before he left. It happened with. Plenty of players where they've asked to leave or whatever, it's ended up not happening. Then they stay. They have they could out of year old for Spurs, exact classic example. Yeah, but they still wanted to play. Yeah, he'll he's he'll, got that he still attitude, wants yeah? to, he'll still want to play football, yeah, and then uh, next just, season he can go. Looking at our midfield that was announced for the Australia oh, tour, embarrassing man. Take Pogba out. It's Championship level. It's Pereira, McTominay, and um, James. No, Dan <laughs> James isn't even a midfielder. He's a winger. Uh, but he was on the midfield list. Yeah. If you go through the list... We're not going to bring their senior side, are they? Well, we'll that. Yeah, yeah. They've got so so Lukaku's in it and Pogba's in it just and the Lingard. Well, it's one of the arguments why a winter break wouldn't work because the Premier League teams would just go and fill it with yeah. tours. Because these tours pay them to say this has to be your starting eleven. Like, like when they go over to China, there's... There are rules that mm. they'll say we'll only pay you, but you can't come over Man City and play a load of players. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, what do you think about Herrera at PSG? He came out today, didn't he, and said that um, 
he wanted to stay, but by the time Man United had offered him a contract, he had already agreed to play in Paris. That's such a fail. Just, That's such a massive fail. I think he'll do really well. You mean fail in terms of what? For Man United. That's just so bad at business. I don't, I don't know how they're so successful with so much money still. They can't do anything right. They just need to split the commercial side. Oh, completely. Yeah. Just say to Woodward, they need director you of football. just stick. To, yeah, but the, surely like the football him. dictates the commercial side. So that's, well, that's you'd why think they probably got the they got the sway. They made more money last year than they've like, made in their history, and they finished like outside the Champions League. Yeah, but every, everything's more now, isn't he it? He should just get stick to uh, like getting the mascots dressed as X Men and <laughs> getting us a new watch deal. And yeah, he should just stick to that side of it and get someone in. Get director of football. Lampard's brought in Petr Cech <laughs> as his director of football. Mm. You've got Edwin van der Sar as director of football at Ajax. You've got some real, like, Although good... Czech was signed to Chelsea before. Well, was still. <laughs> Getting the band back together, aren't they? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Isn't Jogba going back there as a coach or something as well? I genuinely mean that. I, I think I heard that. Right, so we've got two options. Go we've got the five big questions, or five aside. Can we what only do, do one? Do? We can do both, but what do you want to go first? I thought this was your show. Alright, five big questions. <laughs> so, I've come up with five questions for us to kind of answer. And it's just sort of five thoughts. Uh, it's not about anything in particular that's happening at the moment. Some may be some about the future. So, um, I don't know. I guess are we'll they football related? They are football I'm related. Joking, oh, good. Um, so, alright, first question. Based on whatever ideas you have, who do you think will be the better manager, Gerard or Lampard? Lampard. Next question. Lampard. <laughs> next question. <laughs> I was going to go for Gerard, but all right. Why? Oh, do you want to know? Well, yeah. Why? What? Why Gerard? You didn't tell me about why you think Lampard is. Why? It, I was Gerard. Uh, the reason I think Gerard is probably because I think overall as a football player, he was. Um, he was a bit of a smarter player than him. Do you know what I mean, he played. See, that's the reason I picked Lampard because yeah, I think Gerard was more emotion and passion, where Lampard was a bit more intelligence. Like Lampard adapted to games, where Gerard relied on getting almost up for a match. Like if you look at how they perform in big games, like the Champions League final, I feel like Gerard just goes on raw emotion and just skill. That's why he's got one of the fastest red cards in history. In there. <laughs> yeah, okay. He was a bit too emotional. <laughs> yeah. No, but I, I don't think this makes it fact. But if I had to pick one, no. I'd, I'd lean towards Lampard. Yeah, because I. But you know, actually, what just came to mind was actually uh, Lampard might have a better shot because I think over his tenure, he probably had better managers as well, right? Which probably give him, you know, a yeah, bit more yeah, insight maybe. into better I, training methods and those kind of things. With better players. Yeah, Gerard said his the best manager he ever worked under was Brendan Rodgers. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> it's a low bar. Yeah. Poor Benitez. I can even win a treble. But then, but then you're like um, treble, treble actually. Treble, treble. But then you're like, um, you think who's the best players Gerard played with? Javi like, Alonso. Yeah, probably. Alonso. Dima Herman. Torres at his. Torres, yeah. Suarez. Carragher. Yeah, they're like. <laughs> Salah. No. Oh, did he? He played with Salah, didn't he? No. no. Salah was Klopp. Yeah. Ah. He was gone by. Um, the, so, the, re- the reason I picked Lampard, because I don't know if you've seen any of Gerard's press conferences this season. Gerard's gone through this emotional story. This So, to your point, he's an emotional guy. And at the start of the season, he was like really calm, really collected, really like supportive of his players. I'll never say a bad word. 
Admittedly, he's got one of the craziest fucking players in the world in his team in Morelos. The guy's had, he got seven or eight red cards last season. He had four red cards against Aberdeen this season. I mean, it's ridiculous. So it's pretty tough when you've got a player like that. But you could see over the course of the season, he's getting angrier and angrier and he's losing control of his emotions. And a couple of his press conferences, he's just absolutely called out some of his players. And it's kind of like that golden rule, Fergie used to talk about it. And uh, I know Pep talked about it a lot in that um, Man City documentary. Like the managers always say, I don't care how bad you are, I'm not going to call you out in front of the press, like I'm going to back you. But then in person, I'll tell you. Yeah. He just came straight out and ripped half his team apart. They're not interested, they haven't got the heart, they're not good enough, like everything. And you're like, Oh, Gerard, that's, that's you're at half, six months into a, into a job here, man. That's, yeah, that's yeah. not good news. Mourinho does it. Van Gaal's always done it. Like it, it, some, it, it's not a golden rule. It won't work. I'm not sure Mourinho's always done it. Mourinho became that guy. Yeah. He was always the player, the manager that kind of protected his players. Yeah, the players loved him. Like Matarazzi cried when he left into Milan. Remember that video of him running after him when he drove out crying? Do you think it would be a better question if I said who's going to be a better manager, Gerard or Rooney? (laughs) I can't believe Rooney wants to be a manager. That's nonsense. All right, next question. Which player in the Premier League doesn't get the credit they deserve? You got one to mind? I've got one. Arsenal player... uh, I've just forgotten his name. Monreal. He doesn't get the recognition. I can't remember his name. No, Monreal. Especially, maybe it's because of the Arsenal side and especially this season when I've uh, gone to more matches and watched him in person. But as bad as Arsenal are, they look a much confident side when they have him because they actually do everything through him. Like, Kolasinac isn't a good player, but without uh, uh, Monreal... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Without Monreal, Who's that guy again? <laughs> he, he doesn't get enough credit. What's his name? Yeah, Monreal just uh, um, really boosts kind of Kolasinac in terms of how he plays because he doesn't have to do much then. All Kolasinac has to do is just keep running forward. He can't play with the ball, and um, I think he's wasted a, a, a centre back. He's definitely a much better left back than he is a centre back, and I just think. So I have a few. For Arsenal. Yeah, go I have one. But... Yeah, go for it. I was going to say, I don't know if I wanted to save it for the last one, but the player who I don't think gets the credit they deserve is Aguero. I think he I'm goes... I'm sure about that. I think he... Maybe now, this season only. I think now, to me, he, when you do your all-time Premier League eleven, he's mm. now in it. Like, I think he's... Well, I'd I want to put him in number four. I, no, because no, the problem is, when you look at strikers, Henry. you've got Henri and you've got Burkamp and you've got... I think well, he's... Burkamp's not in it. I would have put him, I'd put him ahead of Henri. And I don't, I don't think he'll be recognised. You say he's, if, yeah, if, if if you put him above Henri, you're saying he's the best player in the Premier League ever. And above Shearer. Oh, he's no, he's no Ronaldo, but he's a, yeah, like I would have Shearer and Aguero as the centre forwards. Wow, you know? we can't have two number nines in the same team. That's just weird. <laughs> who's gonna play? Who's gonna play just off the left? Do you mean, well, Aguero's played with. I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking. He, he used to wear number 10. Who's your so I've got a few, and it, I kind of had different ones for um, position. Seeing as you've said a striker, I won't go with a striker. Um, I think Laporte. Laporte at Man City is one of the most underrated defenders. Well, when I said he was underrated in a previous pod at the end of the season pod, you corrected me and said, what, he's on team of the year? How, how more... I, I think globally, I know you, I know globally he's not recognised... Like, He's recognised as a good player, but I don't think people are, do you know why? Realise you know, how good he is. Well, do you know what? I think I think just like most football fans, probably like myself, remember when he first came to the uh, the team. I don't think he was the player that he is now. 
I don't know. He joined in January and he was a bit part player, and yeah. then now, he, and then last season was last season. Like it, he hardly had much time to not be good. Well, you just proved my point. That's what I'm saying. Now he's actually had a good one of games or whatever. So and he's he shown himself to so be good. So the question is, doesn't get the credit they, he deserves? I don't think he does. Like got, company got all the all the credit. Sterling gets all well, the credit. David Silva got the last no, but when, when you, I know, but when you look at that team and you look at the winning team, is anyone saying Laporte's uh, name? I, I, think I don't if think if so. you go two pods back, you'll hear you say the exact opposite when I said. I think he went under the radar this season, and you argued why he never. No, <laughs> he I think my argument was well, he made the team of the year, but <laughs> I, he did go under the radar. Go on, you tell me others. Um, so one of my others was Milivojevic at Crystal Palace, just who bare penalties. I know he scores a lot of pens, but he also it just runs the game for that team. You never hear really people talk about him other than pens, no, but he does a lot more than just pens. He suffered from fantasy football raising his price. Because people spoke about him a lot the season before, because he was like five point five million. Like, so it, it, unfortunately, but he's a good player. He's a great player. Is so closely linked. Do you think? Do you think Tom Heaton is it, doesn't get the credit he deserves? No, I think it, I, uh, I think he gets credit. Nick yeah, I think Pope. Nick Pope doesn't <laughs> get the credit he deserves. So my, the only other one I was thinking, although he did get a lot of credit last season, but I, I still think there's room is, is Jimenez at. Um, at Wolves and probably Jean Moutinho as well both of them had unbelievable seasons and I'm not sure enough is being said about how great they were like, Jean Moutinho probably should have been in the team the season over Pogba he was unbelievable so I think a couple of Wolves players could probably have got it as well yeah Why? there's a few of them mid-table teams like basically I feel like anyone at Everton and West Ham doesn't get it. You don't really name any. Luca, Luca Dina, he's a great left back. I'd love him. Probably Sigurdsson then, isn't it? Or well, but I think he's the Luke one player Dina. who does get recognised because he's been in the league so long and everyone knows. Everyone remembers his Swansea days. He's been at Spurs. I think he's he's had credit Sigurdsson. Um, but yeah, they've got some really. I've got one. Aizzy Perez. Uh, <laughs> outside of your own team, who do you enjoy watching the most? Uh. I was actually thinking about this the other day. That's good because I sent it to you the other yeah. day. Do you know what? I'll go sure. for it then. I actually really enjoy watching Watford. Hmm. I think they were. Uh, it probably would have been Bournemouth if they wasn't so woeful. Like you know, they wasn't so dynamic in terms of. Sometimes they look really good. Sometimes they look bad. But Watford, uh, you know, who doesn't love Troy Deeney? And I think that Delafeu kind of came up at the end of the season as being a really good player. Midfield wise, it's kind of odd to think. Well, Decor is he's a monster. He's yeah, yeah. PSG wanted him, and you get someone exactly. like Will Hughes or whatever his name is. Yeah. So, I th- it's weird because I think they've got the elements of being a team that. Well, it's hard to say. They've got some interesting. They've got because they're all getting, but all the teams getting pushed back now. I was going to say top six, top seven, or if they can get it to Europa League. Top ten, but yeah, now it's like now it's like top ten. Do you know what I mean, maybe a few years ago, but if you've got. It's hard to say because Arsenal are Europa League. So if you say, oh, they're top six, top seven, you're like, oh, well, that means Arsenal's like top yeah. eight. Yeah. But um, no, I really like watching Watford play. Uh, I don't know how they turn into a team that gets better than what they are. Uh, better manager, just, can they get better players? I think they've just got to try and hope they continue it for well, a few years. I think Man United and Arsenal are just going to be worse. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but there you go. I, it depends what you mean by enjoy. Cause Take it how I, you I, want. Because... Probably shouldn't say, but one of the teams I enjoyed the most to watch this season was Liverpool. Like, I. Right, because they're so high, you can say that. Yeah, I, I mean, it's an are, easy answer. But, well, not really, because they're not a team I like, support or wanted to necessarily win the league. 
but you can appreciate what they're doing. But more so than City, like City are more dominant. Oh, it's so boring to watch City. Enjoy watching City. So but you, it's like you don't watch them. You don't watch them like you wouldn't watch Cardiff because you almost know the result. Yeah. Well, I found yeah. Liverpool's running towards the end of the season where they won. What was it their last six games? Seven it was games. still interesting. But their games were so gripping, like the Newcastle game where I'd never seen Newcastle play so well, and you're like, they've turned up against Liverpool. Liverpool win three two. I was like, I found it. Out like not supporter of Liverpool or necessarily wanting them to win the league. I just and Klopp being Klopp, like it. It was hard to. I don't know if it's maybe a season or two ago. It's hard to see a team that you really think is going to challenge Man City uh, and take them to the brink. But they managed to do it, and you like to think maybe next year they'll step up. I don't know how that how, that, how so hard to imagine a side so beating Man City. But. It's like normally at this time, start of July, falsely or cor- or wrongly, what. I have hope for Man United, but I've already written this season off. No. You know, it's like well, Al Saka, Dan James, maybe Harry Maguire. Which are all we're turning into Leicester. Which, yeah, which is all good for two seasons' time. Yeah, gone, Dan. So. Who's your team? Uh, the team I like watching the most at the moment are Bayer Leverkusen. Ah, there you go. I, I presume we had to say Premier League. Take that. You won't have to. Uh, I found myself last season purposely going out my way to find out when they're on BT Sport because yeah. they've just got such an awesome team they've got um, Kai Havertz who's probably going to be one of the most expensive players in the world at some point in the next few years he's like, Kai Havertz he's, a, he's Germany's new Wayne Rooney type he's monster um, he's young and he basically Bayern Munich are li- like lining him up for a big move it might even be this summer but he's just unbelievable uh, and they've built a team around him and they got a new manager last season and he's just pure attack and they've just got a brilliant squad. Like their wing backs are brilliant. Um, they they play like a four two three one, and the three are just absolute killer. So um, yeah, really enjoy watching them. Hopefully, they're going to be the same this season. They've already sold one of their players to Dortmund, so I'm hoping not. All right. We'll see. Yeah, which team do you think is one to watch next season? Go on, and Dan, you carry on. By Leverkusen. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Brighton. Uh. I have a feeling. Watch them go down. <laughs> so I, I, I'm going to go out on a limb here. I thought Brighton were going down, like from the minute I, that last season started, and they're not going down this season. They've got a good manager. They've already they've signed two players, um, Trossard, who's a really good young player who probably just it's a stepping stone club for him. He'll get a big move. Another, I can't remember his name. Another good player. I think um, I've, I can't remember his name even. The manager who came from Swansea, um, but he I think he's going to build something. Interesting there. I think he plays good football, plays attacking football. I think he'll turn them into something more exciting than they are now. So one to watch for me. Go on, Mark. Um, I was thinking Aston Villa, just because I thought they were strong last year in the in the Championship. I was just because really we. I th- well, maybe Brighton might prove it wrong, but I feel like for the Premier League teams, it will be same again. I think it. Arsenal United will finish 5th and 6th. I think the Wolves and Leicester will fight out for the next place. Watford might be... I don't see anything new happening. So I was like, OK, let's look at the the championship teams that come up. Villa could and do well. They could do well. Norwich and Sheffield United. Norwich are a good team, but every time we've seen them in the Premier League in the past... Yeah, they've been awful. They've managed to... At least they don't have to play Suarez. The yeah. guy scores a hat trick every time he plays against them. Yeah, so out of all the teams, the only one I think 
really is Villa. Like I, I don't, I don't see any team doing anything different to this season. Well, my one to watch is Burnley uh, because the season before they had a good season, made it into Europe and just absolutely decimated them. So they were almost on the, you know, they were on the brink of getting relegated. I just want to see whether they do, well, how well, how good they can be without the burden of Europe on them. I mean, what's his name is, um, what is the manager's name? Dyche. Dyche. Sean Dyche. Yeah, is Sean Dyche a good manager? Are Burnley, do they have good players? Are they going to be able to achieve, they won't achieve top six or top seven, but are they going to be, <laughs> no way. are they no going way. to be somewhere mid-table, are they going to be battling for relegation? You know, with, with how much have they Everton lost since last spending season? And yeah. Wolves and Watford. Unfortunately, they had their year. They're not getting close to that. It'd just be interesting to see how they like. All right, last question. Currently, who sits as the Premier League's best player? Was that your question? That was the last one, yeah. Yeah. Was that right? Yeah, I don't remember that one. Go on, Mark. I struggle to still look past Salah. Um, you said Aguero earlier. Yeah, he, he's in my... So, my probably top three would be Aguero, Salah, and then... But I do like Marnie, but I just struggle to call him the third best player. It's tough. It's, I mean, it's because players like De Bruyne aren't fit for long enough to to challenge for that position. How, how can it not be Van Dijk? How can yeah. he not be the best player in the Premier League? I know, all right, he doesn't score the most goals, but like, he's clearly in his position. What Salah does is harder than what. That's is. always going to be the argument in terms ah. of full plays against defenders. Because I would have put Virgil Van Dijk as well because there's a, like he's a different caliber of centre back in his position. Yeah, yeah. I, it, he, no one has ever. Have you seen this? The stupid stat about no player has ever, like, he's never lost a take on against the player. I, can't, I don't know how they work the style. He's that good though. I reckon but he. Could no one has ever. Basically, no one has ever yeah. run by him. It's basically the stat. But he couldn't. That's, that's Obviously, no. he couldn't do what Salah does. But Salah can do what he does. But that's why they're different players. No, but, but like one is just. It's why forward players will always cost more money. Salah's too wasteful. Salah was cheaper than Van Dijk. There you go. But he's too wasteful. He needs 10 chances a game to score. Alright, he scores 3, but he gets 10. Like, if he only got 3 chances a game, he would never score all 3. Chances are, he's, uh, Van Dijk's put him fewer few times as well from centre Probably, back. yeah. But, yeah, no, that, it's, there's, a, there's a different level. You can't. I think Bernardo Silva's a better player than Salah. Like, Quality-wise, Bernardo Silva's better quality than Salah is. No. I would say, I mean, even though he was injured a lot last season, you said it earlier, I think the Boyne's a better player than Salah. See, I think the, De Bruyne, if he was if he was fit this season, I would probably say he is. Or see, the thing with De Bruyne is one of my things is he's not fit for long enough, and he misses the big games. So he comes in when City are firing on all cylinders. They're on a five-game win streak. He can come on at three 0 up, get two assists, win man of the match five 0 Like the was it the FA Cup final? He did that. You're like he's not really ever in City's team when City need him. Like so, until I see that, I can't put him in the team. Like he, he's not there when they need him, so it's it's hard to judge it. There you go. Fair that enough. was five big questions. Do you know what? Because you guys have not prepared for the five-a-side team, have you? No. 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 Well, we'll go to our game. This one actually might take a bit of time. Oh, good. Because mm. we're already forty-five minutes in. Yeah, so. no, no. we'll be good. It's up to you guys, really. We'll see who scores the most, but. So this, in lieu of uh, Lampard becoming the new manager of Chelsea, it kind of got me thinking of uh, ex-England players who then became football managers. 
So, we've named a few. I've got six managers here, okay? So it's kind of like, you know at the end of uh, Pointless Mark where you can pick three options from one subject matter? Yeah. So if you... And you've just got to get one of the answers, right? So what I'm going to ask for you to do is, uh, I'm going to give you the six managers, so you keep those in mind, and you each take turns picking two teams that they've played for, and you get four goes at it. Right. So, Let's does that make start. sense? Just start and um, I'll figure it out. All right. So, the six managers are, do you want to write this down? Is, do we need to? Yep. Yeah. All right. Well, then, yes. Brian <laughs> Brian Robson. Oh, wow. Okay. Stuart Pearce. Paul Ince. Sorry, am I, am I too quick? No, go on. Oh, you guys Wh are fast at typing. fingers. I'm terrible yeah. at typing. Nigel Clough. Yeah. Glenn Hoddle. Oh, Legends. Kevin Keegan. So they all vary in the teams that they've uh, managed. Um, this does include the international teams as well. Mm -hmm. So you guys get four goes each. Make sense, Mark? Yeah. Pick in just two teams. And you can pick any team out of all the ones that are available. So I basically want what you to say... What are we hoping for? Just... What am I trying to do? I have no idea what I'm So for instance, here. if you want to ask, you want to say, uh, I've got two answers. Paul Ince managed this club and Nigel Clough managed this club. And then Mark can say, well, Glenn Hoddle managed this club, Kevin Keegan... And how do I club. win? Whoever's got the most points after four goes. Okay. Would I... All right, just I don't start. think you'll get all of them. Who wants to start? You don't think I can name a club that each of these have managed? You... One of them. Let's give it a go. We can oh, add I more. I have no to. idea what's go going on, on here. You go first. Right, go on, Mark. All right, so I'll go with Kevin Keegan and Newcastle. Yeah, I should have done it free to be fair, actually, but there you go. And I will go, uh, shall I say, Glenn Hoddle, Tottenham. Both correct. I was like, just start with the ones I know are yeah. tricky. Do I, have to get, do I have to get a better answer than that no, or something? Or do I no, have to no, get any answer? process of elimination, so we're taking teams away. So I went four roughly, but we could do five just to see who wins. At the end, we could do. We'll do. We'll do like penalties. You just get four goes. Okay. And afterwards, and did, sudden death. Can I just clarify? Did you say Brian Clough or Nigel Clough? Nigel Clough. I might have said Brian. Did I? You I said. I, said I wrote. Clough. I wrote Nigel Clough. No, I said oh. Nigel Clough. Right. So not Brian Clough. Yeah. No. 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 His Nigel son. Clough. His son. Okay. Because Brian Clough didn't play for England. Nigel Clough did. Oh, it's all England players. Right. I'm with you. Yes. Okay. Great. Get it. Didn't get that at the first. Wonderful. Good. Um, I'm gonna go with Nigel. I'm glad Cl you get it then. Oh no! I'll, I'll, oh, so I want to save my good ones for later. Possibly, it's up to you. Why is it so difficult with him, man? Yeah. Well, um, all right. Well, I'm going to go for Stuart Pearce and Man City. Uh, Stuart Pearce, Man City yeah. is correct. And I can choose England team. Do you say like national, international team? You can pick international team. Glenn Hoddle in England. Glenn Hoddle in England is correct. Okay. Mark. I'll go with Paul Ince. Paul Ince. And he was at Blackburn. Correct. And he was at uh, MK Dons. Oh, he's gone for double. Boom. Nice. Yeah. See, see this game now, Dan? I'm with you now. Do you like it? Eh. <laughs> like <that. laughs> Carry on. We'll see how I do. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go for uh, Brian Robson and Middlesbrough. Correct. And I'm going to go for... Kevin Keegan, can I choose England again? Or because I've chosen England, I can't. You can pick England again if you would like. Was he England manager? Now I'm questioning myself. Actually, maybe he wasn't. Okay, Nigel Clough and Burton. 
Burton Albion. Correct. Oh, fuck. Um, I'm trying to think who Stuart Pearce managed. Because you said City already, didn't you? So I'm going to go with Stuart Pearce. He managed Team GB. Very good. Oh, Very huge. nice. That's absolutely <laughs> huge. Very nice. <laughs> That's quality. Very good. Oh, can we choose under 21 teams? Oh. Teams they right. And then Stuart Pierce, England under 21. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> well, he also managed the England team, didn't he? That's what you just said. England under 21. Yeah. Under but, who did you just say? Yeah, you England did say under 21. Stuart yeah. Pierce, yeah. All right, I'll say no club unders. Oh, now that you said it. Yeah, well, I mean, he, he managed England as well, right? No, England so, under 21s, yeah, that's correct. But he managed the England first team, didn't he? Well, is that your answer? No, but I'm saying you don't have to have an under 21 answer if you don't want it. Anyway, fine, forget it. Um, right, I'm going to go with uh, Stuart Pearce and Nottingham Forest. Correct. And I'm going to go with uh, Paul Ince and Macclesfield. Correct. Go on, Mark. I'll... So that's four goes. Maybe we'll do five goes then, because this is getting... Quite I did think this was going to be a bit easier than you were suggesting. Yeah, maybe. Well, I'm struggling. I'd now. be tough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe it's just till, till we've got no teams left. Well, we're about to run out, I think, because yeah. I'm struggling a little bit. I can think of one more, but... Yeah, I've got... I, I can't even remember it. It's right, but I'm sure we said it a couple of pods ago. But I'm going to go with Kevin Keegan. Yeah. Blackburn. Incorrect. No. Who did we say he was manager on a couple of pods ago? Ah, I know it was the other one, mine. Yeah, sorry. Alright, I'll go. You thinking of Kenny Dalglish? Yeah, he was manager when and we said a couple of pods ago. Yeah, Keegan was at that time. Um, who did you say for Nigel Clough? Burton Albion. Why do I still feel like Nigel did Nottingham Forest? Did he go there? There's a big one still in there. Go on. Yeah. I'll go Nigel Clough, Forrest. Uh, incorrect. Nigel Clough, Derby. Correct. Have I won? We can keep going. <laughs> uh, and... Who else did Brian Robson... Oh, he managed that stupid Chinese club. I'll never be able to name that, so forget that one. Um... um Keegan and Liverpool. Incorrect. Oh. Now I'm thinking of Kenny Dalglish. I, a couple of pods ago we said uh, Dalglish was Black, uh, Blackburn manager. Was Newcastle, no, we said he was Newcastle manager and we were like, no, Keegan was that year. And then when we checked it was Dalglish. Yeah. Are, are we finished then? Is that, yeah. Did I win? Yeah, Zanny wins. Yay! What, what were the ones we missed? Right, so Brian Robson managed Middlesbrough, yeah, Bradford that. City, oh, Brian. West Brom, oh, of course. She saved them Sheffield, saved them. and Thailand. Thailand, that's the one I was thinking of. Yeah, that weird Chinese oh, I knew it was somewhere out in Asia. Thailand, yeah. <laughs> Stuart Pearce managed Nottingham Forest, Man City, got that, got that. England Under-21s. Not the England first team. GB, and one game as caretaker manager for yeah. England. Yeah, yeah. I, I was thinking it was caretaker. Paul Ince managed Macclesfield Town, MK Dons twice, Blackburn, Notts County, 
twenties, yeah. Blackpool. Of course, he had his son, Tom Ince at Blackpool. Uh, yeah. Nigel Clough managed Burton Albion, Derby County, and Sheffield United. Mm. Glenn Hoddle, there's a few here you could have got. Swindon Town, Chelsea. Oh. What? Glenn Hoddle Southampton, England, Tottenham, Wolverhampton. Christ, I didn't know half of that. Okay. And Kevin Keegan managed Newcastle, Fulham, England. He did manage England, did Man City. Kevin Keegan managed Man yeah, City, really? Yeah. That was his last that? club. No, he didn't. Oh, I thought you said it. I said Stuart 0304, I think it was. Oh, okay, I knew yeah, that it was Man City. I thought it was said. Oh, well. There Great you go. Game. I still would have lost Great it. Great game, loved it. Let's do it again. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. Right. We got quite a lot though. I'm quite impressed. You did a while, but you missed some glaring ones. But there you yeah, go. Glenn Hoddle and Swindon well, I, Town. I can't believe I missed well, that. I thought the Man City one was said. Good. Right. So last we have is front three, back four. Yeah. Yeah. Who wants to go first? I don't mind. That's normally you know fired. Yeah. Fired. No, I'll go. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, sometimes, sometimes I'm like, I'll just throw it out. Yeah. <laughs> In a. Uh, in my front three is uh, Black Disney. Haven't that been in your front three and back four before? Possibly. I tend a to use times. the same and then yeah. just change it up. Mark. You just got that done. Yeah. 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 One of them is uh, the human race, remember? Yes, you've used that a few times. Love. Yeah. Love. True love. Yeah. Yeah. Most yeah. feelings. <laughs> Most used. feelings. Yeah. Uh, Black Disney is in my front three this week because uh, they're making a new... You know they've been making new live action films. Are you going to talk about Little Mermaid? Little Mermaid. Yeah. Halle Bailey, not Berry, yeah. for those that get confused very easily, is uh, the new um, Ariel from Little Mermaid, and she has kicked up a bit of a stir, not really though, because she's black. So it's more sort of promoting black princesses. She's from, um, she's one half of the singing sisters, Chloe X Halle. Have you ever heard of them, Dan? Never. Great band, never Big fans. Big, big fans, big fans. And um, yeah, I mean, she's got uh, a lot of people that are on her side saying good for her and all of this stuff I'm not I'm not a huge fan of any of these live action movies anyway so whether she's black white or any other colours under the sun uh, <laughs> action movies it's Disney live, ac- <laughs> live action <laughs> live action did I say action or just live action uh. anyway good for her I mean I guess it's about representing and she'd be representing although some of the stuff on Twitter is a bit harsh <laughs> showed me a picture the other day which is a bit rough but uh, that's Twitter for you I guess Oh, I, I'm back on Twitter now. Are you? Yeah, <laughs> I didn't say long. All talk FC fans could uh, can rejoice. Good. Give some hot <laughs> Who's fi- going to get trolled yeah. next? Hot, hot fire tweets going. Gary Lineker, yeah. watch out. Uh, in my back four this week is... Uh, Twitter. No, nah, Twitter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm off it again. No, uh, in my back four this week is chatting shit. Nice. If you chat shit, do you know what happens then? You get banged. Yes, uh, and that's what happened to yeah. Ben Askren <laughs> this <laughs> week in the UFC. Uh, you should have gone first, Mark. Yeah. yeah, Ben Askren in the UFC this week. Massive, massive. I think it was UFC 239, headlined by John Bones Jones. Uh, but uh, Jorge Masvidal was probably the star of the night because he ended Ben Askren's um, unbeaten records. He was unbeaten before he went to the UFC. Uh, had a fight earlier in his um, UFC career, should have got beaten, but then ended up getting a win over a controversial decision against Robbie Lawler. But he got knocked the fuck out by Jorge Masvidal, who uh, 
got him with the quickest knockout in UFC history. Five right. seconds. That's exciting. With a absolutely devastating flying knee. Really? This thing was... Well, it literally just went, start, boom. Well, what he did is gave him the old bait and switch. He sort of walked with his hands behind his back to the right, just kind of sauntered, and then just ran at him, sprinted at him. As he went towards him, Ben Askren's a wrestler, so he's just put his head down to try and grapple him. I don't know if that's his natural reaction. Flying right knee, bang! Knocked him out. And was celebrating afterwards and said that um, it's not over with Ben Askren because he just doesn't like him. He goes, if he sees him in Whole Foods... He's still going to knock him out. He's still going to get some. And, uh, yeah, it was uh, pretty rough. They had to cut him out of the, the arena. Um, but Jorge Masvidal is probably going to be the next big thing in the UFC, getting some pub. What was the thing about chat bang. shit get banged then? Isn't that Vardy saying? Well, because Ben Askren has been chatting a lot of shit to oh, Jorge okay. Masvidal. And Masvidal's thing is, you can say all that stuff on Twitter and type out, but when you read a real motherfucker, it's his words. Good. They're going to fuck you up. And, uh, yeah, there you go. Great. Do you want to go? Because I yeah. want to find a new fun for it. <laughs> sure. Um, my back four you're not going to like, but it's ruined my summer, so I figured I'd have to do it. Oh, man. Look, Amanda's at home, I know. <laughs> it's VAR. I've gone there. Absolutely. I'm saying it. It's ruined my. Yeah. It's ruined the summer. It's ruined the fact that England would have won the Nations League. It's ruined the fact that England probably would have won the Women's World Cup. It's ruined everything. Um, I don't know if you've seen it. Uh, it's just a mess. Like The Copa America. Did you see Messi's red cards? No. Nope. Nonsense. Gabriel Jesus, nonsense. Everything is nonsense. Saw, what is up with VAR? Why can't I, they get it I right? I saw a joke saying Messi refused, because Messi refused to get his third place medal. Yeah. And he said it was due to corruption. Yeah. And then it had below it. So why did you collect your 2009 Champions League medal then? <laughs> and a picture of Drogba. Do you remember when he was screaming, this is a disgrace? And do you remember yeah. he got banned because Chelsea should have had seven penalties, all of which down against Barca. Well, the, the thing with Messi is there's a bit of a last hurrah, I think, on, from him. But, I mean, he, Argentina are really hard done by. And that ref, I mean, you've got, hard if you get a chance... By, yeah, they've got Aguero, Messi, and then... No, no, I mean, in that game, they should have had two pens. Like, this, that red card is the most ridiculous thing you've ever seen. And for the ref to say, yeah, I looked at it, it's definitely a red. Oh, come on! Well, if you're, if you're going from... Alex Alex Scott said after the, the final of the Women's World Cup that... VAR was very bad for the Women's World Cup because it's bad for everything well well, it's probably because and it's probably similar to the Copa America and any other uh, tournament that they can use it in is that the referees that use it now aren't the same referees that have been using it in some of the competitions previously they've not had any training they've not had any sort of introduction of what they're supposed to do they've just said here is VAR this is what you need to do and probably explained it in like a leaflet or some kind of manual and even though, in my opinion, I think it should be fairly obvious, football referees are the worst going. Um, they've just not had any time to prepare. I, ju- I just think I'm so dreading this season already because I know there's going to be so many Super Sundays. We're going to be sitting on this podcast. How many penalty kick takers you on- got in your fancy yeah, football honestly, team? Honestly, <laughs> there's going to be so many. It's not even that. There's going to be so many disallowed goals for such nonsense. The oh. whole handball thing is a joke. The, just everything about mm. it. The whole offside rule is ridiculous. Just because your toe oh. is offside. Some of them offsides. Oh, just, come on. like that's, oh. that's defeat, The whole reason offside became a rule the is because was, it was to stop your goal hanging. The right? one that was against England oh, in uh, just, the semi-final was so harsh. Well, Lingard's. Yeah, yeah both, both semi-finals. Points. I mean, oh, it's just the whole VAR thing is ruining the summer for me. It's going to ruin the Especially football season next see, year. When you I'm see, dreading it. Because I was like, it's not like Hawkeye. 
it's not this technology saying that it's offside. It's just it, people. Yeah. And yeah. When you see the line, and crap people at that. I mean, when you see the line so close. Of the uh, what's her name? White's offside. Ellen White. Ellen White. That was a, that was a joke. The, the red line goes up to Iran. You know, like yeah. your arm can't be offside. I'm confused. But, but also, it was her second goal, a goal against uh, Sweden. See that one that got disallowed for the handball? No. Unbelievable. What's she meant to do? It's just, the whole thing is ridiculous. So I'm furious and I'm really upset and not looking forward to this season because I mean, there's going to be a lot of complaining about VAR. I've started get out now. Oh, God. All right, Dan, what's your front In three? In my front three is Dusan Tadic. Do you know why? Because he's the assist king? No. Because regardless of the fact he's 30 going on 31, he's just secured a seven-year contract with Ajax. Fair play to Dusan Tadic. A seven-year contract in his 30s. That guy is an absolute legend. How much is he getting paid weekly? God knows. Oh my God. Goodness. What a legend. Wow. There you go. I did at Southampton and then like, <laughs> just die off after a couple of well. seasons. Van der Sar, as I said, technical director of uh, Ajax, must know something. Oh, well, we didn't even talk earlier. Big transfer, innit, for Barcelona? Who? They've had a couple. What's his name from Dion? Uh, oh, Joseph Dion. Yeah. Did you see the picture of. Griezmann's still up in the air, isn't it? Yeah, I. Photos with him. Well, they're saying that they're going to have Griezmann, Neymar, and Messi up as their front three, which means Suarez well, looks, will be off. Well, it looks like Griezmann is done because Barca have just bought. Uh, sorry, Atletico have just spent... Yao uh, Felix, £113 Felix, million. Yeah. Pounds, the f- fifth highest uh, player in history. Jeez. 17, 18. Why, right, Mark, he go was, for he it. He was useless. I couldn't find anything new for my front three, but I had one prepared anyway. But it was just the American women's team. And I was just going to go through it. They set 20 new records this World Cup. So Most dives. Fucking, what's her name is? She Alex Morgan is terrible. Oh my that, goodness uh, gracious me. It was their left back, I think. It's so tough because she's so buff, but you're like, oh, you're ruining the game for me. Yeah. The left back, I thought, was worse. But America were quite bad, and they did come out and say they tried a bit to hold it back, but she came out and said, we play against the South American teams, and we have to do this because it helped. Because what happened. It's it came smart. Because it got well, it, no, because it got asked because it's not a thing in Europe for women's teams. I know England did a bad dive against uh, America, which was quite embarrassing. You're saying and, um, it's you're saying it's smart, but like that's why you need VAR. Yeah, we complain about referees. VAR's not but solve that. To, but It's the, just causing more but problems. But the problem is, is we court. moan about referees, but we need to take into account players are there doing their best to cheat to cheat the whole time. They're like. They're screaming in agony, getting physios and doctors to check their legs up that haven't been touched. But that's why. That's, no, but that's why. You, if you, contact shouldn't just be enough, it should be the force of contact. How did this turn into a conversation about Chris, right. diving? Right. Well, number one, most dives. No, I'm joking. Today, most goals in a single game. If you remember that, thirteen. 13. Most goals Against in a group Thailand. stage. Thirteen. Eighteen. <laughs> Alex Morgan scored the most goals in a single game. That was five, wasn't it? Five. First country to win the Women's World Cup four times. Mm, two in a row. Uh, this is a weird one. Uh, Rapinoe was the first player to score a penalty kick in regulation play in a World Cup final. Mm. Which means previously it would have gone to penalties. Yeah. She's the... She got four pens, I think, she scored. First player to win two... The new Harry Kane. Yeah. Two golden boots... Uh, no, she won the golden boot and the golden ball. Oh. 
I don't know if she was the best player, but I mean, yeah. I think politically they had to give it to her. See, I the game she would have taken a knee away. Who did she score two against? Uh, uh, Thailand. <laughs> Probably <laughs> everyone scored yeah, two yeah, against yeah. Thailand. No, in the, the knockout stage, yeah. it might have been France, or I'm sure it was. She scored that. She South did Africa. score one against France, where when no, no, everyone's late. But on. anyway, she was awful, but she was just clinical. She had two shots or two goals. But she weren't good during the game. She's also the oldest player to ever win the Golden Boot or the Golden Ball. Then, most goals scored in an entire tournament, 26. First, Jill Ellis. Rapinoe scored 26 goals? No, America. Jill Ellis was the first manager to win the Golden Half of those were against Thailand. Yeah, Yeah. literally half their goals were against Thailand. (laughs) That is like they've they've set 20 new records. Just from that one game. Three quarters is Thailand. Yeah. (laughs) Become the second team in football to retain the World Cup. Obviously, the German. They said emulating Germany's achievement. The German men's national team. Well, I was thinking no, no but Uruguay won the first two World Cups. Yeah, and Spain. So Spain have done. Two. Maybe the women's one. Right? Yeah, it must be. Must Check be. the history books. Yeah, because Uruguay. Spain done two, Uruguay or is that Europe? Let's get some anyway. research on that. Yeah, it's probably um, women's. I'll, I'll rattle through the next. Um, first country to play in three World Cup finals. So obviously lost one two ago. Um, the game against Netherlands was the fiftieth. What? They, but United they won States. four World Cups. How can they be the first to play in three finals in a row? Oh. What did you say? The, ne- the game against Netherlands. Was their fiftieth in the World Cup. So they played fifty times in the World Cup. Which some of these stats all lead to each other. If you get to the final every time, you're going to play more games than yeah. anyone else. I'm um, starting to lose interest in these yeah, stats. Yeah, I'll, I'll go. I take it all back. So, is this your front three, America? Yeah. USA yeah. Women's well, because I, I saw, I read it earlier, and it was like twenty stats, and I was like, oh, they're quite good, but um, we'll leave it. You love there. a list. Well done. You do love a list. My my back four this week. Oh, you got one. Is I had a back four, but my oh. front three was. Uh, oh, that's why it was bad. Um. Yeah, I was going to do Masvidal because it was a record, fastest knockout ever in the UFC. Um. Oh, tell me more. Yeah, please, <laughs> go on. So what he did, he put his hand behind his back, and it was like... Um, yeah, in my back four this week is geography teachers. So, um, yeah, I... As we... I, I don't know, I feel like, as I've got older, I, I'm, a, I'm much better at, like, where countries are, where cities are, but mainly because of my love of quiz shows and quiz games. I feel like I'm a little bit self-taught, but... In Love Island this week, we heard a few of the contestants yeah. talking about uh, geography. So I just want to play this quick clip. And, uh, I think it's been played everywhere for the last three I've days. I've not seen it. Well, there you go, Danny. It's stop been on the going. news. Danny, I've watched the news. Oh. So I'll play it. Okay. I might, should pick this up. It's up that Edinburgh is actually Scotland last night. Is it? Yeah. Seriously? I didn't know. Oh, my God. Is Italy in Rome? Rome, Italy. Yes. Rome is in Italy. Rome, Italy. Yeah. is the capital of Italy. Do you see what yeah. I'm saying? It's Barcelona in Rome. Barcelona is in Italy. I thought it was funny. <laughs> so, I want to blame my geography teachers <laughs> that someone can so confidently say, correcting someone, no, Barcelona is in Italy, and just look down at almost at the other two like I can't believe you I remember just that. getting getting good grades in geography 
just for colouring in well. Yeah. <laughs> Rock formations, that's what we learned about. Coloured the sea blue. And the but land. you know what, that, uh, I don't know, that, that whole, that kind of clip there is a bit played out for me. I mean, like, Joey Essex kind of done yeah. that thing. There's he did that loads, years ago. There's been loads of shows where you've got yeah. fucking idiots Do you remember Big TV Brother years ago? Shit. I've forgotten her name now, the blonde who kept talking about how much she loved blinking. She used to be an idiot and didn't know her job as well. No, before. Helen, maybe? Can't remember her name. There have been lots of of these... This is part of the reason most of us don't, or most of us, you say most of us do, but... should be the human race. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one, we've not had that before. Right, yeah. let's wrap it up because so I want to watch Love Island. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, great. <laughs> See you next week. Bye. Lovely. Bye. Bye.